Welcome, Oncers. You have discovered the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. This is an unofficial podcast dedicated to the hit ABC TV show, Once Upon a Time. And now, here are your hosts, Jeff and Colleen Roney. Hello, Oncers. Hello. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> well, I figured I'm kind of answering for a lot of them because, you know, they can't answer us right now. It's a strange Sunday evening. It is. Without Once Upon a Time. I know. But this is our report on Regal Con. It is indeed. And I will quickly find out which episode number this is. This is episode number 288. You can get to the show notes at onceuponatimepodcast.com slash 288. So the show notes at that link are going to be very, very, very important because I have pulled every, well, not every, many of the links that I tweeted out. Mm -hmm. So you'll see the tweets, you'll see the audio boom, little audio snippets. Mm Mm-hmm. You'll see the links to the press interviews that we'll be mentioning. So it's all at onceuponatimepodcast.com slash 288. And just to let you know that the tweets that you see embedded on that page, you can retweet them by clicking on the little retweet button at the bottom. They're like a real tweet. So anyhow, we had a great time. We did. And we're still kind of really... Giddy from it? Giddy from it. It was so, so great. So let's go ahead and dive in. Just quickly, I just want to say that we had a wonderful dinner meeting with Liz and Roxy months ago. I don't know when it was. Yeah, a couple months ago. Mm -hmm. But it was at the formation of it, and they were putting it together, and all the cast members had not been announced as yet. Right. And... The one thing that I took away from that meeting was they said it's by the fans for the fans. And you hear that a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think as we talk through this, you'll you'll hear that again and again. Yeah. So, so Friday, we did a lot of prep work getting ready for our panel. Yes, we did. That was the initial panel. Mm-hmm. Never done one. Nope. My background is training and that kind of a thing. So I and, have a similar background. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty good on my feet. I've done a stand-up routine at least once. Mm-hmm. So I know how to stretch time and compress time and, <laughs> and all this kind of thing. So I understand it. Yeah. And I knew that we had a set time for the panel. And when it was done, we, we needed to get out of there. Right. Because the next panel had to start. Mm-hmm. So... We got press passes, both mm-hmm, of us, mm-hmm. to go for the three days to yes. cover the event. Mm-hmm. And that's, we will be discussing it. So those were free, but we paid for the dinner. Mm-hmm. And we also paid for photos with Lana. We did indeed. So the... Money some, well spent, by the way. Yes. and It would have been money well spent anyway, but yeah. True. For sure, those items, money well spent. The... Some of the packages were pretty expensive. Yeah. And I I 
I don't know. I don't know that I we have that kind of money to spend for no, the regal time. and feather and that kind of right. thing. So well, and to be perfectly frank, they got you pretty much everything. Yes, there was very little that they didn't get you. The stuff with Lana actually was an addition mm-hmm. to that. Right. So, but it got you everything else at the convention. It was it was a good deal, frankly. So let's dive in. We Friday we got there mm-hmm. and. Another thing that came out from our meeting with Liz and Roxy is they said it was going to be a more intimate convention. Mm -hmm. I had been to Star Wars Celebration Mm -hmm. a few weeks before. Right. It was a madhouse. Oh, yeah. There were so many people there. Thousands and thousands and thousands of people, yeah. When I was meeting certain people there that I've known on Twitter, and they said, well, head over to the middle. And I said, I have to go through the exhibitor area um <laughs> and it was really i didn't want to because there were so many yeah. people yeah. this regal con was a completely different oh yeah. feel yeah. it was more intimate very much so i think the wyndham anaheim garden grove hotel was a great mm-hmm. first location yes, for the convention yeah it was you could move around it it didn't swallow the the hotel didn't swallow it up, and it didn't swallow the hotel up. I think it was a good yeah. balance. Yeah. Nice yeah. big table in the opening area so that yeah. you could check in and get your packages and tickets and, and this this kind of a thing. But we got up to the room. We set up, and we did our panel. Mm-hmm. And we, we broke it up into chunks and, and all that. I don't, I don't want to get deep into it, but we had about... At the end, around 60 people, people standing in the back. And so because the room was a little smaller, it made me feel good. (laughs) Like, oh, my gosh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because later on, we I had a part in Bill Meek's panel, uh, Greetings from Storybrooke. In the Santa Rosa ballroom, which is huge. Yeah. And so that was a completely different kind of a thing. You have, you know, anyhow, but our panel was a lot of fun. It was great. And we gave away uh, big love packs, Mm -hmm. which were little fun treats to use when you watch Once Upon a Time, if you want to. And I use something called Audio Boom, which is you can add a picture and then record a short little podcast, if you will, but thoughts about the whatever. And so I was tweeting those out. I also did a lot of live tweeting, Mm -hmm. turns out, at RegalCon. So that was kind of a new experience for me. And uh, But the panel was great. Our good friends Richard and Sarah, we had them up and we interviewed them. They're mm-hmm. from Skywalking Through Neverland. It was great. It's a great Star Wars podcast. They we, like Disney too, by the way. Yeah, they love Disney. <laughs> They're very heavy in the Star Wars. If you really love Star Wars, they are the people you want to talk to because they love Star Wars. But they also, but they also cover Disney. all Disney. kinds of oh, different things for other websites. Oh, yeah. So yeah. if you enjoy theme parks... Check them out yeah. because they're always going somewhere fun. They're going to be covering the Disney 60th stuff. Yeah, they will be uh, this next week. Right. So they're they're just all around great people. We just we love them to pieces. So. Absolutely. They've been on a lot of our adventures, and we've been on their adventures, <laughs> yeah. and and they're there's great people. Yeah. And we also invited up Aaron Stegeman, who's once upon uh, anonymous. It's a parody on YouTube. And she was just getting finished shooting the uh, rock opera mm-hmm. for the parody of Once Upon a Time. And so she's a splitting image of Emma. You mean same image? That one. Whatever you said. <laughs> and it was really fun. And the sad thing was it is her Regina, 
from the parody and mm-hmm. her Hercules. Yeah. Which we've never seen on Once Upon a Time, but she said they've added it in just yeah. kind of for fun. Yeah. They showed up later on, so we had a chance, but um, not during her interview. It was very funny. Just how much she looks like Jennifer Morrison is yes. shocking, and she even sounds a lot like her when you hear her on mm-hmm. audio. Mm-hmm. But it was funny because there were girls chasing her through the hotel lobby, convinced that it was Jennifer Morrison. Yeah. And she kept saying, no, I'm not her. <laughs> yeah. It was it was that shocking. So, um, yeah, she's, she's a dead ringer for her. So. so to get to that audio of the panel, you can go to onceuponatimepodcast.com slash two- Eight one. That's where you can get the audio for that. Okay. We had some. We had a tweet of one of the winners of the Big Love Packs, and we asked uh, questions about the connections between two actors, right? And the movie or television show that was outside of Once Upon a Time. And I got some. There were some good stumpers. Oh, in there. you had a bunch of stumpers. I mean, there were a yeah, couple of them. I was yeah. like. I thought for sure one was a typo. There's no way in my head that Jennifer Morrison and Tyler Perry had a connection. There, yes, there was. And there I was, was like, "Wait, what? No!" And yeah. when I and when when I saw the answer, I actually had to look that up because mm-hmm. I'm like, "Nah, there's no way. There's no way Tyler Perry was in that movie." Sure enough, he was. There was. Do you want me so, to say what it was? No, oh, no, no. Okay, no. Awesome. The listeners need to listen to that audio they if totally. they haven't already. They should have yeah. already, but. Yeah. And they may Go know. But yeah, that. there were a couple of them I was yeah. like, what? I would never have thought, you know. But anyway. So we talked about past moments and cast. We played some cast voicemails and mm-hmm. we talked about our trip to Steveston. Yes, we did. And that kind of a thing. But it was a lot of fun. We broke it up. It wasn't just one long 20 thing. But I, I thought it was a great success. And we did hear from uh, Marissa yeah. from After Buzz TV, yeah. a great podcast about Once Upon a Time as well. Uh, there were some good comments and, yeah. and everything, and I think people had a great time. Yeah, they did. We unfortunately did not get to all the panels. Uh, the no. next panel we went to was a cosplay panel, mm-hmm. and Brandon Hillock was the host, and mm-hmm. he's at, at Fanboy, or I'm at Fanboy Brandon yeah. on Twitter, and he was dressed as Hook in a leather hook outfit oh, that looked exactly like it hook. was it was the mm-hmm. exact same coat it was impressive the the co-host and i forgot his name, his name chad chad okay but i can't remember his last name mm-hmm. to save okay. my life but he was dressed as jefferson oh it was great oh, oh he did a gosh. great costume yeah, as yeah, jefferson yeah. so and apparently he's done a few of them he mm-hmm. does a lot of the time he dresses as Mad Hatter, uh, Johnny Depp's Mad Hatter from Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, yeah. And I would like to see that. I'm going to have to go check out his stuff. But, um, yeah, he he was a very impressive Jefferson. He had the hat, and he, he was quite entertaining. He was He very, was. He was a lot was, of fun. Yeah, they both were. Oh, absolutely. They and both were. they had a wonderful Maleficent there. Yes. That was in a cosplay from the film Maleficent right, with right. Angelina Jolie. Which was very similar to what they did with you know Chris and Barra Van Stratton in, in one yeah, yeah. time. So A lot of talented folks yeah. and friends of theirs that were there. Yeah. There was a dancer yes. and her name escapes me right now but her dance will Stasia. stay with me for a long time. I believe her name is Stasia. Stasia. And I yeah. believe you talked to her a little I did. later on. I did. She's the, super uh, sweet. Yeah. Super sweet. Yeah. So, yeah, very, very talented, very um, 
very graceful dancer. I wrote this later on, and I, I, I'm going to mention it now, and I hope I don't repeat myself later, but the diversity mm-hmm. of the panels was really great. Yeah, it was. Because it wasn't just one thing. There was podcast stuff, and Mm -hmm. there was cosplay stuff, and then there was fandom stuff. Right. But all kinds of different fandom. Then they had uh, discussions about violence Mm -hmm. in... In, the uh, traditional fairy tales. Fairy tales. And also there was heroes versus villains and different things like that. Mm-hmm. So I really thought there was a huge yeah. variety yeah. of things that you could really... There was a concert and there was a dance ball. And there was all kinds of different things. Yeah. So whatever you enjoyed, I thought you could participate in. Yeah. So the another thing that really hit me is that with like a comic con or a wonder con or whatever star wars celebration any type of big convention you're rarely i think maybe certain times you could do this but for this kind of convention i mean i just looked over when we were setting up on the mezzanine floor i looked over now in the lobby and i saw lee ehrenberg yeah Standing, talking with yeah. some folks. Uh, Beverly yeah. Elliott was yeah. talking to some folks. They were very accessible. Very, now, very now, much now, so. Lana, not so much. Right. But most of the cast that were invited yeah. were really accessible. Yeah. They'd walk around the hall. You could see them in the cafe or see them out in the lobby. Mm-hmm. And it was really nice. It was. It was really nice yeah. to be able to spend that time and get to know them and say hi and you know, that kind of a thing. It was very surreal. I mean, when you're staring Granny right in the face and you're talking yeah, to her, she's yeah. the sweetest thing ever. And, you know, talking to the dwarves and they're the coolest. And you just kind of go, I am sitting here having a conversation with Grumpy or I'm having a conversation with Granny. It was very surreal. Now, very you, surreal. You, I don't want to jump ahead, but I do. You met more of the cast that I were invited than I, yeah. I did. You didn't get a chance to have the one-on-one time that I had with some of them, yes. but we did have some one-on-one time. In fact, it was Friday night, so if we want to continue through Friday night, sure. we can talk more about that. Sure, and the next point I want to talk about is the Evil Regal cocktail party. Yeah, that was really which fun. Which was actually right outside the room where we had our first <laughs> panel. And yeah. it was really nice. It was a cocktail party, and the not all the cast that were invited were there on Friday. Right. Some came Saturday and Sunday and, and that kind of thing. But Friday is pretty impressive. Yeah. Group. We talked to everybody that was there, all the cast that were there. We mm-hmm. had a conversation with, you know, David Anders. Yes. Dr. Well. He was super cool. He was he was he was a hoot. He's a cool cat. And he I tell you what, is. you you brought up iZombie. And oh, goes, oh, I man. love iZombie. You know. And I talked about Rose McIver, who mm-hmm. plays Tinkerbell, Rip. because she's yep. on iZombie with him, and he just, he loves her. He thought he thinks she's awesome. So, I mean, it was a really cool, very surreal conversation to just sit there and be talking to Dr. Well. He was a very suave, cool yeah. guy. Yeah. He, yeah. he really was. So. He is. He's Mr. Cool. You know, and then we talked with Beverly. We talked with... She was great. She's super awesome. Yeah. We talked with... Lee, we had a First great time conversation. I've ever met yeah, Lee. it was yeah. a great conversation with Lee. We got to finally meet Michael Coleman in person, which yes. we've had yep. many a conversation, you know, via social media with him. And um, we didn't get a chance to meet him when we were in Steveson last time, so we were so happy to do that. We got to see Faustino again. We yes. had conversations with Faustino uh, when we were in Steveson, and it was nice talking to him again and love him as always. And then we had a conversation with Gil McKinney. 
Yeah, I never obviously never we met. We never him. met Gil. Yeah, he is yeah. adorable. Mm-hmm. He is absolutely just adorable. He's very sweet and he just he was he was Mr. Super Cool. He was they were yeah. all they were all great. No complaints about any of them. They were all absolutely fantastic. And I know everybody goes, oh, yeah, they seem like they would. It's the truth. They really are. What you see on the social media, how they are in social media, how you see them, that's how they really are in person. They're just the nicest people, you know, just very gracious to the fans. They get it. They understand that the fans are important because they Mm -hmm. know how much we love them, how much we support them. And they are willing and happy to... Uh, no pun intended for Michael there. Yeah. <laughs> but they're happy to talk to you and get to know you and, you know, have these conversations with you. It was really, a, it was a really cool, cool event. Yes. And I, I really appreciate Lee and I, I think you were there. We, yeah. I, or you could, he, he was talking about the fans yeah. and it was, he went deep because yeah. the fans are really why, why we're all here yeah, yeah. and he said it's important and all that it was just it, it was so neat to kind of hear those types of conversations yeah. Yeah. michael coleman's little daughter was just oh my gosh. so adorable bella's the cutest ding ding yeah. thing ever yeah. she was dressed up as elsa most of the mm-hmm. weekend because mm-hmm. she loves elsa and michael's wife was there oh it was yeah really, michelle she's super yeah, sweet yeah, it was great. you know it's just i mean just Again, the family members that were there and the friends and what have you, uh, Beverly brought her daughter and her boyfriend, and they were super nice. And, I mean, just everybody was amazing. Like I said, it was just one of those things you just kind of go, I cannot believe, pinch me, I can't believe I'm talking to these people. It's it's just awesome, and and it was it was a really nice little cocktail party, nice way to kind of just you know mix with the the stars on a really intimate level at a party setting, and they were really great about you know they'd stand and talk a few minutes, and then they'd move on to the next group of people so that they could get to everybody. That's what I really appreciated yeah. is they, they they didn't rush anybody. Nope. Nope. But they spent time, yeah. talked to you, exchanged yeah. some really great moments with you, yeah. and then moved on to somebody else. I really, really, really appreciate mm-hmm. it. They weren't rude. Nope. It was just nope. kind of a very natural yeah. progression to move around. Fred de Blasio was yes. there. And the boys, Jack His and sons Pat. were there. Mm-hmm. Yes. And yeah. the band... 45 Spacer was there. And for those, that, in the, for those that may not know who Fred is, Fred is Lana's husband. Yes. So yeah. just in case you don't know, because most people I think do, but eh, you might have a couple we, of people We know. did not meet him. I was we did not. a little, you know, starstruck. I just kind of <laughs> nervous. And I, anyway, I knew well, I he wanna, was there. I didn't want to like pounce on him. You know what I mean? Yeah, I yeah. wanted to give him a space because, I mean, he was there as a dad. He wasn't there yes. as any you know, I, official capacity. He was just there as a dad supporting his kids and, you know, as a husband supporting his wife. So, I mean, I was totally cool with that and I just kind of backed off and I didn't bother the family so much. If they talked to me, I was happy to talk to them. I was, you know, but I just tried to, like, kind of give them their space because I know that that can get a little overwhelming, too. And I, I tried to, yeah, I think... We all try to kind of respect yeah. and yeah. kind of read stuff and not really jump in and yeah. all that. I didn't see anything super crazy. It was the, it was the good. cocktail party was warm. It, it was, was warm, warm up, up there. there yeah. I don't know if it was. I was nervous. I was <laughs> I was nervous, <laughs> but it was just kind of warm. And I, mm-hmm. yeah. So, but it was, it was fun. a lot was of people great. in a very small space. So yeah. there yeah. was there was not a lot of room. There weren't really very many places to sit down, and it wasn't like you had tables. I mean, there were tables, but you had to stand at them. So it wasn't like you know going to like a bar or anything. It was it was a very it was a very well done event. I will say that it was very well done, but it was uh, yeah it was a little warm. <laughs> 
It was. I want to give a few just quick shout outs. It was nice to meet Bill Meeks yeah. and greetings from Storybrooke. Yeah. It was also great to meet uh, Marissa from mm-hmm. After Buzz TV, yes. the Once Upon a Time podcast. Mm-hmm. Also, Doug and Jamie Marsh yes. from Laughing Place. Yes. I actually kind of fanboyed out with them because yeah. that site has been around. I remember back in the day. Yeah. Late 90s checking that site out. So it was really nice. And they were just wonderful Super, people. super nice people. Just, just so many nice people that we really had a chance to mm-hmm. meet. I also, later on, I looked in a, a photo and it was watching Twitter. And all, Joshua J and Matt from the Geeks of the Galaxy podcast, I contacted them. And you'll be hearing from Joshua pretty quick. Okay. And also... Um, uh, that's that's it. Also, that was pretty much it for Friday, right? Yeah, yeah. And so Saturday was a huge, just a oh, packed day. Yeah. Bill and I jumped into the uh, Heroes versus Villains panel, which was great, mm-hmm. discussing all that. I'm going to get audio for that, and I'll post it later on. But um, that was really a lot of fun helping out with that, jumping in there, and then we met Lana. Oh yeah. So the the equator yeah. shifted a bit. I it was. It was really, it was like walking into the television. It really kind of was. Yeah, it was so, so incredibly surreal. Mm-hmm. Here's this character that I'll be honest with you. In season one, I didn't care for her much. Mm. I really didn't because she was the evil queen. Mm-hmm. And then once I realized what was her motivation for why, why she was the way she was, then I was like, okay, I can kind of see that. I mean, choices people make, but, you know, I kind of get it. So I softened a little bit. And it's been over the last few seasons that I absolutely have flip-flopped and absolutely adore her. I absolutely love that character. And I've always liked Lana Priya. Don't get me wrong. I didn't. I don't want to make it sound like I didn't like Lana. Right. It was I didn't care for the evil queen. Sure. But I absolutely adore Regina now, one of my favorite characters. Yeah. And yeah. I adore Lana Perea a thousand times more than I adore Regina. So, I mean, Lana is amazing and just the most gracious, sweet person ever. Just very, you know, big smile on her face. Happy to see everybody. You, there were people in front of me who were freaking out. Like they were not sure they could handle going up and actually like meeting her. And so, you know, she's like totally very sweet and go ahead. She's just, she's a regular person. You know, the handlers right around and the, the people who are making sure that you were in the right place, um, collecting your tickets for for this event. were making sure that, you know, they're like, Nope, she's totally sweet. Just go talk to her. You know, everything's cool. So I walked up and, and, and talked to her and we had a little gift for her and, so I handed it to her and she was like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. And she put it off to the side. And so we got ready to take our picture. And she goes, wait, wait. And she saw that I had a little bit of hair mm-hmm. kind of across my face in my, like, probably stuck in my lip gloss. And so she brushed it out of my face. And, yeah. you know, here I'm like thinking in my head, literally while this is happening, Lana Perea is touching my hair in my face. I'm going to die. Yeah. It was just, and I, and, and I get, you know... She's who she is. I get that she's also a person just like anybody else. Right. She's, you know, she puts pants on one leg at a time like anybody else does. But it's one of those things where it was just, it was a surreal moment. And I just, I kind of kept everything cool. And then we took the picture and then the the photographer said, oh, wait, wait, 
we moved away and he goes, oh, wait, I need to take another one. And I mm. said, oh, no argument for me. So, you know, we got back in position and he had us stand there and took the picture. And then I, you know, thanked her and I walked away and I tried so hard not to cry. And I was just tearing up because it was just... It's one of those moments you meet somebody you absolutely adore and you admire and you and, you know, and they're like so sweet and nice to you. And you're just like tongue tied. Well, we almost met her in Steveston when we visited a few years ago. Yeah. And but she was sweet to us then and waved. And I I yelled out. I said, thank you for, you know, waving and saying hi. And she goes, thank you. And I'm just, I mean, I've almost fainted at that point, yeah. but but this yeah. time walking up to her, so sweet, so nice, and she's so good with yeah. meeting fans yeah. because I walked up and I said, hello, Lana, and I just kept walking and she said, and you are? And I, I said, my name is Jeff and I host Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. And she said, wait a minute, I know you. I know I, I've had interact, interactions with um, her representative and, and the different things like that. And she goes, uh, I, I know you. And we had a really great conversation. But just the fact that a number of the cast members oh, yeah. knew who we were. Oh, yeah. We forget. We do. You know, and the numbers slip and people don't like Once Upon a Time anymore. We kind of think... Nobody really remembers. Well, no one knows about us. And even for but us, that's not the case. Some of our original listeners, I don't know that they still listen anymore. And it's, um, a, it's a little yeah. sad. We're, we miss our, our usual listeners. Because we don't hear from the ones who used to interact with us a lot. And we're grateful for all the new listeners. Don't, don't misunderstand that. I'm just saying, you know, we did have some listeners that I have a feeling aren't listening anymore. Maybe they don't watch the show anymore or whatever. You know, and, and we miss those folks as well. So, um but it was really nice to re- realize that Lana knows who we are. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it was really, yeah, it was just really great. She's so sweet. Yeah. So nice. She really and is. It just, yeah. So that was an incredible moment. Mm-hmm. We got mm-hmm. photos and yeah. uh, it was really like an out of body experience. Again, money well spent. Yeah. Very well spent. Because I knew that would have been the only way we would have met her. Yeah. And yeah. it was worth every penny yeah. for yeah. just... I, all I wanted was two minutes or yep. less than that. Yeah. And it was the best ever. And I know oh, the yeah. same with you. No question. So I want to talk just a bit about... We're going to talk about panels here and there. I want to talk about Joshua Reed Davis. Okay. He was a lot of fun. He was a fun MC, yeah. And I'll tell you... He did things differently than a lot of MCs. He interacted well with the audience mm-hmm. because he's very active on Twitter. And it was a lot of fun because people would yell up different things and he'd go, oh, yeah, yeah, I know you. Or who is so-and-so and everything. Yeah. And it was really, I've never really kind of seen that before, the the connection with an MC and the yeah. audience, because usually they kind of talk to this big group. But he was talking to people, and I thought that was really he was very really personable. Neat. Very it was, personable. It was. And that's and a good he, thing. He was. And what I really enjoyed, too, is you know some of the stories. Uh, he was really trying to use his life and some of the struggles in his life to help folks in the audience mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and it was that was neat uh that he could do that because that was one of the themes that kind of ran through a lot of the panels is right. helping people right, right. so uh i just want to give a big shout out to josh and 
Yeah. Great job. And it was it was a lot of fun. So the first panel, Ian Bailey. Oh, man. Cool dude. (laughs) Uh, David Anders and Lee Ehrenberg. Yep. And the to be honest, the panel lineup shifted around a little bit. It did a little bit. So from what's posted wasn't how it right. played out. And it so. was to, I think what it was is they were shifting the actors around because of who could be there for the specific time they needed them to be there. I know right. Emily was a was supposed to be a little earlier than she was or something to that effect. Anyway, point is is that it shifted around, but this panel was a great panel. The guys are hilarious. Yeah. They were Lee Lee's a hoot and a half. Lee, he is. Lee gets deep, but he's he, also kind of he can get a little, you know, he can get silly and fun. And then Ian is very deep, just very, very deep, although he had a couple of crack-up moments. Yeah. And then Anders is just a hoot and a half. He's like one of the funniest people. There was a funny story about Faustino going back to <laughs> Disneyland for the first time since he was a teenage boy. Yeah, yeah. And so the story went that Lee said, no, we want to put you up front in um, the boat. Of Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean. And Faustino said, okay, okay. And he goes, because you'll see more action up there. And so <laughs> Faustino was like, great. For yeah. those of you that are familiar with Pirates of the Caribbean, you know that within the first five minutes of the ride, if you're in the front of the boat, you're going to have a wet experience as well. Because as you go down the two hills, it's very easy and very likely you're going to get wet. Yeah. Maybe a little bit wet depending on how heavy the boat is, maybe a lot wet depending on how heavy the boat is. One more thing about Josh is I want to say that he did something different. Normally the questions for the panel are kind of predetermined and pre Right. predetermined. But this time he allowed the fans again mm-hmm. by the fans for the fans right. the fans right. to write the questions. So right. it was really neat, and, and you could hear a little squeal sometimes when, yeah. when a question was read. Yeah. That's mine, you know. So it was yeah. kind of yeah. It was fun. It was fun. And I'm not going to go through every question, but I did really post because uh, I was live tweeting and I um, posted the. Uh, some of the better little comments and yeah. stories and that kind of a thing. Uh, I want to go to the life thoughts, though. I think those were the the best uh, that I wanted to feature here. Uh, Lee said, believe in yourself and mm-hmm. others will believe in you. And this was, what life advice would you give? This, the question yeah, yeah. that was asked was, what life advice would you give to somebody, right? Yeah. Yep. And so this is what we're referring to. Mm-hmm. And Ian said, real life, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing what he said, but real life is like uh, Once Upon a Time Season 1. We need to wake up from the dream of real life and know that we are all incredible beings. So the yeah. 9 to 5, the money, the this and the that, it's not what we were meant to be. And he he was really pointing to the fact that we're all incredible beings. And mm-hmm. uh, it was a great thought. Yeah. And uh, David Anders did not disappoint. He said, do what you love because life is short. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. They all had some really good answers and they were, like I said, they were pretty funny. They kind of joked around with each other quite a bit and, and, uh, it was a great panel and it was after this panel, actually the last couple minutes that I had to go to the ladies room because I didn't want to miss Lana's panel, Mm -hmm. which was immediately following. Yeah. So I ran to the ladies room and when I came out, guess who's in the hallway? I know, but they don't know. They don't know. But you know who it was? It was Ian Bailey. Ian Bailey. Ian August Pinocchio mm-hmm. Bailey. Yep. Yeah. Ladies, 
He is beautiful in person, more so than on TV. So if you think he's really cute and once upon a time, he's better looking in person. In fact, all of them were. They're all much better looking in person than they are, which is hard to believe because they're all pretty nice looking people in uh, in the show. So, um, But Ian was out there and he was talking with a couple of fans. And so I wanted to give him our gift. And so <laughs> I stood there and waited and he didn't see me there or whatever, but he went in the men's room like, crap, I'm going to have to wait. So I was talking to his handler. She and I kind of had a nice little connection there. She was a very sweet girl. Um, we were talking and talking. And finally, after a couple of minutes, she goes, is there a back door in there? Did he sneak out and go back mm. upstairs? And I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure he's got to come out at some point in time. And after a few more minutes, you know, I was kind of starting to think, is he okay? And then I realized, no, 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 because he came out, he was talking with somebody. So he'd met somebody in the men's room who was a veteran, mm. and they were having a very deep conversation out there in the hall, right in front of me, about, you know, war and stuff like that, and how this gentleman had seen some action uh, in the last few years. And just, Ian was very intelligent, and v- again, very deep thinker, and yeah. he was he was keeping up with the guy, and he was, you know, p- you know postulating well what about this and what about thinking of this and and the guy was just talking from his experience and they had a really good conversation and so finally it was my turn but then another girl stepped in and she took a real quick you know picture of him and then she went away and so then it was my turn and I got a chance to talk to him and I just I gave you know I I told him I said you know um didn't want to bother you. I know you're on the, your way somewhere else, but I wanted to at least meet you and say hello. Thank you. Really enjoy you. Big fan of yours on the show. I said, actually, my husband is a ridiculously huge fan of yours. Mm-hmm. And I said, he, uh, you are like his favorite character. And he said, really? And he goes, um, so I, I said, yeah. So I handed him the stuff and we were talking and he goes, wait, wait. He said, what's this? And I said, oh, it's from us. You know, my husband and I host once upon a time fan podcast and he goes wait is your husband's name jeff mm. and i said okay the fact that you actually know his name is gonna blow him away yeah and so he wanted to meet you and i said well he's in the middle of lana's panel because it just started and so i said he started you know he's in the front row of lana's panel i said but you know i would love to have him meet you later and I gave him the you know the information and he said uh, great. He goes now. Are you guys going to be going to the dinner? So he started walking back with me towards Lana's panel. Now he's on his way. Originally he was on his way to go back to his room. Right. And uh, so he stops and he says, uh, "Well, you're going to sit at my table tonight." And I said, "I'm not sure where we're sitting." And I and he goes, "Well, you're going to make that happen." And I go, "I will do what I can to make that happen." And we'll tell you later whether or not yeah. it happened. Wow. Yeah, that's that's. But but it was really kind of a cool cool thing to know that um, you know he's called in our voice our, he's called in a voicemail before mm. and I told him I said you know we've gotten some great voicemails from the cast some really great ones I said but yours is definitely Jeff's favorite yep, by far that's true and I said it's Brad's just, too you know, yeah yeah Brad's oh Brad's favorite mm-hmm. too yeah yep, so yep. there you have it. So, uh, yeah. So, we'll, yeah, we'll save more of that little story <laughs> yeah. for later, but I do want to play this voicemail from Josh from the Geeks of the Galaxy podcast. Here we go. It's me, Joshua J., host of Geeks of the Galaxy. You're wondering my thoughts on RegalCon. Well, here they are. It was awesome. We had a great time. Matt and I got to network with so many cool people, yourselves included. Uh, got to meet Chelsea Schwartz from High Voltage Mag. 
got to meet uh, Liz and Roxy, of course, who organized the whole event, who were also guests on my show. We just had a great time hanging out at the VIP party on Saturday. was awesome as well. We did all kinds of coverage on RegalCon on our previous episode of uh, Geeks of the Galaxy. We had a great time, and maybe sometime soon in the future, Matt and I can guest on your show, and we can make Matt into a luncer like we were talking about. That'd be great. And, uh, yeah, definitely check our episode out, with our, including our RegalCon coverage. It's uh, available right now on iTunes as well as SoundCloud.com slash Geeks of the Galaxy. Until next time, this is me, Joshua J, saying keep watching the show, and let's hope it doesn't go frozen again. Uh, best regards, guys. Bye. Wow, Josh. Okay, well... Come on, I loved it. There was some great stuff in the Frozen storyline, but okay. And Elsa, that's, that's fine. come on. It was great. So Matt will be a oncer we'll, if it kills me. Yeah, we we'll, will, we'll make that happen. We, we will we work with him. We can make that him. happen. Come on. So then... After your little exchange, yeah, Lana's panel, yes. When it's so, I ended up, yeah, I ended up missing the first few minutes of Lana's panel. I was disappointed, but at the same time, I was kind of like, yeah, I still wouldn't have traded that experience that I had with, oh yeah, for anything. So you know, so Lana's panel really started, and and again, I really kind of flowed from Josh and his emceeing skill with connecting with the audience lana really did the same thing yeah she said look at all those great cosplayers out there and she said you you the apple reddest blood blue uh dress lady come on up come on up and so she called up rainy rainy side rainy side Mm -hmm. and i asked rainy side to call in to talk about her I leave a voicemail about her dress and her thoughts about RegalCon. Awesome. So here is Rainy's side. Hi, my name is Rainy, and I cosplay to the Evil Queen at RegalCon in Anaheim this year. You can find me on Twitter at Rainy Side, R-E-I-N-I-S-I-D-E. Feel free to check out my pictures from the event as well as vote on what Evil Queen costume you'd like to see cosplayed for the next RegalCon. I was so excited when I discovered a convention was being put on for Once Upon a Time specifically, and I knew I had to go. The show has been so meaningful to me and has gotten me through some dark times. The character I connected with the most was the Evil Queen, and I knew I wanted to cosplay her at this event. My mom is a professional seamstress, a brilliant artist. We selected the Evil Queen's iconic gown with the stand-up collar in episode 21 titled An Apple is Red as Blood. It was a challenge to construct as there are no patterns for this dress. My mom created her own pattern using bits and pieces of old patterns she already had, and she did a ton of research, especially on the collar. We would both stand back and look at the progress, and often I could point out something that we hadn't noticed before, and she would know exactly how to fix it. We both wanted the gown to be as accurate as possible. While the fabric was not the same as it is no longer being made, we did find something that was relatively close, and it worked quite well. I was able to do all of the beadwork by hand on the collar and embroidered portions of the sleeves and corset so my mom could focus on the bulk of the project. It took four months to construct this dress, hundreds of hours and many late nights as we hurried to finish it two days before the convention started. I'm thrilled to say it was well received and I was humbled and honored to be asked on stage by Lana Perea during her, Q, uh, her Q&A panel. RegalCon was amazing. It was set up by fans for the fans and it was truly a great and personal experience for us. One of the great parts was connecting with other fans and some, some that we'd met on social media and meeting new friends. Um, there was such a variety of events to participate in at the convention. There's literally something for everyone there. That was really well done. It was thrilling to get so much personal time with the actors. Each of them were wonderful and a joy to get to know. I went to the private meet and greet with Lana, 
and I'm so glad I did. It was wonderful connecting with her and a handful of others on a more personal level. She is very good with her fans, very gracious. The Saturday banquet where we were able to sit at a table with an actor was very memorable and such a brilliant idea. I was sitting with Rebecca Nader. I can't begin to say enough good things about her. She was great. She had me laughing so much. Um, getting pictures with the actors was a riot, as most of them were fairly game for handing up some of the photos. They were really good sports. Poor Sean. MC Joshua Reed Davis was wonderful. Two memories really stand out with him. One, he discovered his shirt was on backwards while on stage. And two, during one of Saturday's panels, Sunday panels, he was trying to replicate a dance move he'd gotten stuck in at the ball on Saturday, and he proceeded to get himself stuck again. He was great. I loved him. I enjoyed seeing the incredible pieces of art displayed and sold there, as well as other terrific vendors and costumes. People really enjoyed themselves there, and I am so looking forward to Reboot in 2016. See you there. Thanks so much, Rainy, yes, for that voicemail. That was, oh, wow. First of all, her costume was yeah. ridiculous, and mm-hmm. I had no idea how much effort had gone into it other than I knew that there was quite a bit. But knowing more of the detail is just, it's even more impressive that it was finished two days before con. Wow. I mean, just incredible. And she herself is a beautiful girl. I mean, she's just very stunning, and she yeah. resembles Lana actually kind of a, a lot, I thought. And so she was perfect for it. So there's just a couple of things. I mean, I could go on and, and read the whole panel things I tweeted out, but I did want to. Someone asked, "Will Regina, the character, be very overprotective of Henry?" Mm-hmm. And Lana said, "Look, I'm part Sicilian and part Puerto Rican." Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. She goes, "I am very protective now <laughs> of my son." So let me let me explain. I will be protective of Henry. And she yeah. kind of laughed. At, <laughs> kind of not, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Uh, also, they ask about what was her favorite kiss on the show. Mm-hmm. And you expect it to be a romantic one, but she goes, it's Henry. Yeah. And because Henry calls her another mom, his, yeah. his other mom. Yeah. And so it was neat. These panels are so neat because the, the some of the questions that are asked, you get to know the actors and yeah. and Ian's a deep guy and so yeah. you learn really deep stuff from him and Fasino and Lee and all that but Lana especially yeah. you, you learn this other thing and then you learn about things like she want she loves deep sea fishing which I love because I haven't so, been in like 20 plus years and yeah. I want to go again so I'm like hey Lana hit me up if you want to go because <laughs> I'll be happy to go with you she loves outdoor stuff yeah. and, and it's yeah. pretty neat because they're they're cooped up in a studio or whatever and yeah. they love to just get out right so right. And lana's panel was just fantastic yeah, it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun and then saturday night there was the happily ever after ball yes. which was really neat to get the cast members and just let loose have fun dance yeah. and uh, josh had a which cosplay we, right uh, costume contest, contest. contest. right yes. but before that was the dinner Oh right, 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 and, and my well, you're, you're forgetting the dinner. Well, here's the thing: I put in the I put in a little paragraph that there was no photos or anything, memories and stories. So let's let's talk about the uh, dinner. Oh, we need to talk about the dinner sure, because I mean sure. the dinner was a lot of fun. Yeah. First of all, you had the opportunity to, as Rainy mentioned in her voicemail, you had the opportunity to sit with one of the actors. Mm-hmm. So if you paid for the dinner, you your name was called up to the you know, and then you chose where you wanted to sit. 
unless you paid a, an extra fee, which was a VIP fee, which meant you got to sit on either side of the actor. Right. So, of course, obviously they're sitting there and there's two seats, one on either side of them. So you could actually pay to sit on those either side of them. Um, but other, other than that, you were just somewhere on the ta- at the table and the tables were pretty much mostly full. Ours was not, which was actually an okay thing because it just meant we had more intimate time with Ian. Right. So I kind of actually liked that kind of a lot. Oh, I just spoiled the surprise. We got to sit with Ian. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. We did get to sit with Ian because I, I arranged that with uh, with Liz. So we sat at Ian's table and we were next to Faustino's table and Beverly's table and Michael's table. Those were kind of the ones near us. And I mean, we could see everybody else's tables, but Lana was the only one who was not there. Yeah, yeah. Everyone else, Sean had his table, Rebecca had hers, Emily had hers, um, So and David had his. And it was just, it was a lot of fun. Michael's table was a hoot and a yeah, half. Yeah. He brought life-size, like bigger than life-size cutouts of all the actors on the show's mm-hmm. heads. Mm-hmm. So here he's got Granny's head, and it's Granny. It's not Beverly, it's Granny. Right. So then he's passing around to the people at his table, and they would like hold up their faces and look at everybody else's table, and then they got Beverly involved, and then they just, they had a blast. Yeah. They had a total, total blast. So um, they they were just a hoot and a half, but you know, our table was it was a little more subdued, but we had fun. It was a good conversation. I mean, we had a blast talking about just life stuff, you know, general life stuff. We're not going to share divulge secrets or anything like that. Right. But just we had a great conversation with Ian. Why well, I, I waited. Yeah, you did. I, re- I really did because I was just waiting because, you know, the two people on either side were, were having discussions with right. him. You know, and, and, and I didn't really want to, you know. Uh, jump in the middle no, of that no and and then there was the lull and then he looked <laughs> at us and he said why don't you guys move a little closer because there were seats in between because that were empty yeah, yeah. and that's because so, there were people who were supposed to be there i don't know where they went yeah so we did yeah we did and i kind of waited for the conversations for the folks on either side that paid for that right to kind of calm down and then uh, i said uh I know this is a geeky question, uh, Ian. I said, but I, I, I have to ask you this question. I said, was your August that you created based on Yoda? And he had his mouth, he, it was covered up with his hand. And I could see the smile come up on the side from uh, the other side his of hand. his hand. Yeah. And he put his hand down and he goes, you're right. And... <laughs> You know, I there were so many times I wanted to faint on Saturday (laughs) and Sunday as well. But that was one of those times. He said, um, I didn't get any information, really. He said, they said there was a leather jacket I would wear, a motorcycle I would ride, and a typewriter. That's not a lot to go on. called the stranger. I called the stranger. And he said, "I, I did the best I could, but as the story progressed... Then I got more and more information mm-hmm. and I learned who I really was. And But he said, yeah, he said the the shaman aspect and the Yoda-esque aspect was all there. And mm-hmm. I started to recount geekily all the different scenes. And he just kind of sat back in his chair. He goes, you're absolutely right. And mm-hmm. I just, you know, th- that was it. I said, I can go cool. home now. This has been a great... <laughs> but but he, he was so cool yeah and 
he's really to me a lot like his character yeah, August. Yeah, I, I that's just my my. There's take a lot with of that. Ian in August. Very deep guy, yeah. and he was just really really great. But it was so neat to look around mm-hmm. and see the tables. Of people just really enjoying yeah. their time with uh, yeah. the other actors as well, yeah. and I it was yeah, I, I really enjoyed. It was fantastic. That. I mean, and 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 I was able to at that point in time. I got to meet Rebecca and Emily because they were the two I still had not met at that point in time and had not had an interaction with, but um, I was able to give them their gifts. And the nice thing is we have a connection with Rebecca, and so I was able to tell her yeah. that connection. Yeah. And she uh, it was a movie that, my nep- that our nephew did back God, seven, eight years ago. And uh, he was a little kid back then, and she played the mom of one of the other kids in the movie. And they didn't have any scenes together, but... She was in the movie, and we remembered that she was in that movie. Yeah. And so when I told her about it, she goes, oh, my God, yeah, that was great. And she goes, yeah, I've never even seen the movie. And I said, it's adorable. You should see it. You did a great job. And she goes, oh, thanks. You know. And so she was very, very gracious, very fun, and just just a blast, just an absolute blast. Um, Emily was very sweet. She was on her way out. She had to leave a little early. Yeah. So she was unfortunately not at the ball, but she was – uh, I was able to catch her for a couple minutes. She was very sweet, and um, I told her she could have the cookies, but she couldn't give any to her dogs right. because, you know, dogs can't have chocolates. And so, of course, she laughed. She thought that was funny, and um, she's very big on her dogs and her rescues, and I love that about her. Mm-hmm. And so um, I hugged all of them. I got lots of hugs from all the stars. That was pretty That was pretty surreal. Well, And there were some, at least one listener that asked mm-hmm. you to hug Ian for No, no, them. no, two. Well, two. what was funny is after the dinner, so mm-hmm. after the dinner, right. this is how this went down. After the dinner, I slipped into the ladies' room and I happened to post. We just had a great, amazing dinner with Ian. And uh, two of the girls, uh, one of whom is uh, you know, one of our listeners, Janelle, and the other one is the daughter of my best friend growing up. She, I've known this this girl. I've known this girl since she was teeny, like the day she was born, actually. And she's now grown and married. And so she, they're like, "Oh my gosh, give Captain Hook and and Ian a hug." And I'm like, "Oh, unfortunately, Captain Hook's not here, but yeah, I'll be happy to pass on your well wishes to him. You know, when I see him." So. We went back down. We waited um, outside as press to take some photos of the cara- the cast. They were stopping in front of a, a scrim, you know, mm-hmm. that had Regal Con on it, and yeah. so they were stopping there to take some photos and stuff. And we took pictures and and what have you. And they all went inside, and then we went inside the ball, started hanging out and looking around, and people were dancing and people were, you know, mixing it up and there was, you know, lots of talking to the stars and stuff. And then people were getting drinks and things like that. So we stood, you know, in line to get a drink of water. I was thirsty. I wanted some water. And I feel a, like, hand on my shoulder. And I turn and look and it's Ian. Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, okay, wait, what? (laughs) Ian's coming to chat with us. So he was, we were talking to him about something and then I said, oh, by the way, I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to give you, um, I have two friends who want me to give you hugs. And um, he said, oh, you just want hugs. And I'm like, of course, but I'm giving you their hugs first. So um, he goes, okay, who's the first one? And I said, it's for Janelle. And so he goes, okay. And he hugged me really good and tight for Mm -hmm. Janelle. And he goes, pass that on to Janelle. And then uh, he goes, who's the next one? And I said, Carissa. And he said, okay, here's one for Carissa. And so he was really cute and very sweet and just... Just so gracious and so adorable. So the girls got their hugs. 
Yeah. And I, I posted that on Facebook to them. But yeah, that was really fun. It was a lot of fun. And it was just, like I said, completely surreal. I mean, here Ian comes to talk to us, you know, I'm like, wow, we just had dinner with him. And wow, it was just, it was, it was pretty surreal. So it's something I I don't think I'll ever forget. No. Oh gosh, uh, no. Gosh, no. So then we, we checked into the hotel that earlier in in the, the day on Saturday and we spent the night and we got up on Sunday. And so the, we went to the panel mm-hmm. uh, with Emily, Rebecca, and Sean. Yes, on Sunday. Oh my gosh! And to the, I mean, just they were they were all hoots, man. They all had all kinds of fun stuff going on. Rebecca is a pistol. She is. She is. She, yeah. she is so sharp witted. Yeah, and so clever and funny and sassy. And Emily was keeping up with her and just adorable as usual. And then Sean was hilarious and kind of downplaying everything, but he was adorable. And by the way, ladies, yes, he is really good looking in person, too. They're all, like I said, they're all beautiful. I mean, just ridiculously beautiful in person. I must say, Belle's legs were there as well. They were there. Oh, yeah, they were. Good Lord. Yeah. Anyhow. So we we will, but we the will. nicest people you'd ever. You oh, know, absolutely! Just the nicest, the nicest. And their nicest. legs are nice too. Of okay. course they are. So the there was an interesting. I mean, again, I don't want to read the the whole thing, but but Rebecca did keep saying hashtag blessed. Oh yeah, she did. When we were she was all, telling all of her stories yeah. and all the things that happened to her. Yeah, she really. She's grounded, and and she's kind of reminding us to never take anything for For granted, granted. and was really... Yeah, really great. And she even razzed Josh uh, Reed Davis, yeah. the MC. She razzed him a little bit, and he will not let that go because yeah. he kept. And then they kind well, of incorporated yeah, talked about a photo recording, bo- recording yeah. a song booth. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They used to have those at the malls. Anybody remember that? You yeah. could record a song at the mall, mm-hmm. and you would like go and pay money, and you get in this booth, and they'd record you, and then you could take it home. And he told us funny story about that, and so then he kept that kind of just kept coming up as the booth and. It was it was wildly we'll wildly. File, we'll amusing. file that in Josh stories. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So Sean Sean told a story about the author, the actor that plays the oh, author, yeah. and Bex. They have this funny <laughs> behind the scenes banter. Oh yeah. That some think are really is mean, oh, but yeah. it's actually no, fun. Yeah. He didn't give any examples, but it was just no, kind of like. Yeah. Have you ever like? went to town on somebody and just really gave him heck and and people go are are, are you are you guys okay it's like oh yeah, we're fine but that's how that's how they had you, their, yeah, you their kid relationship. Yeah. and then there was this this discussion about <laughs> sean stealing socks oh yeah and he said blame it on robin hood yeah because it, he he would yeah. end up taking these socks and he said he took a bunch of socks well, he, from the set cuz when he and this is how he explained it he's and very i've seen this happen you know with my nephews being on set and stuff is you don't wear your own clothes on set they you know those are the character's clothes and when you get done and and let me just Add this. When you're wearing the character's clothes, you change literally just about everything. You're not wearing any of your own actual clothing. So I'm just going to leave that to your imagination. You really aren't wearing your own clothing. You're wearing the character's clothing. And typically socks are part of that. Right, you know. right. So what was happening was that he would say they would, they'd be 
shooting all day, long day, tiring day or whatever, he'd go back to the dressing room and he'd change out of his clothes, but he'd forget the socks because <laughs> who thinks to you, – you kind of have your own socks, but clearly – they want you to wear the character socks, but he didn't think about it, them being the character socks. They were comfortable. You, you just don't think about that, right? Right. So he ended up, he'd get home and go, oh, God, I've got another pair of socks again. So he's got like, he said he has like a dozen pair of Robin Hood socks or something like that. Just a ridiculous amount of socks. And he's like, I'm, I'm, they probably think I've got, you know, a case of kleptomania, you know, that sort of mm-hmm. thing. It was very funny. And, and then Rebecca right. <laughs> chimed in and she goes, mm-hmm. yeah, I've got the same problem except for me. It's st- I keep stealing Zelina's bras. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Emily said uh, she steals Zelina, Zelina's bras too. <laughs> so, you know, on and on and on. It was, it was seriously, we were laughing the whole entire time. It was so much fun. I swear those three should go on a tour, like a road show. Well, they... You can tell that not only are these great actors, but yeah. they really get along with each yeah, other. They do. And they know it's just it was just so much fun. Well, and they're three well, two Brits and an Aussie, so right. I mean, you know. The so I'm going to touch on a few things and then we'll move on is yeah. uh Bex was saying that she she really cares about the fans and she enjoys interacting and maybe helping fans in their lives. Because she was bullied for yeah. 10 years. Yeah. I listened to a number of interviews and she mentioned it. Yeah. She was bullied for 10 years. Then she became a model. Yeah. I mean, look at her. She's beautiful. Oh, she's gorgeous. But she was bullied for 10 years yeah. and she knows what that's like. Yeah, because... and Well, so. and, and I, if I'm not mistaken, I think she said part of it is, you know, being a ginger. And that's mm-hmm. kind of the problem is yeah. that up until recently, gingers were really kind of given the shaft and the raw deal and now it's like very popular if you're a natural ginger you're you're a hot commodity which i think is kind of cool but yeah 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 sean uh, thanks the fans for mm-hmm. telling him not to listen to social media yeah. haters he says he doesn't yeah he says he blocks them and takes only the good away from social media yep. Yep. we had the great uh oh we, okay so that was that right so that was the they're they're winding up so let's move into the next panel right with faustino beverly elliott michael coleman and gill yes so that was a lot of fun too yeah gill he got up and again (laughs) this this whole interaction with the crowd it was really a lot of fun he he gave a shout out because there's gill's dance crew yes which was a group of gals that i guess were just his dance crew yeah and that's well they were his dance crew from the ball the night before right they'd been dancing with him Mm -hmm. on the dance floor so you know i mean these actors have their wives with them some of them had their wives with them and some had their you know families with them and gill did bring his wife very lovely very lovely young Mm -hmm. lady and um sean's wife gorgeous too by the way and um so their wives are there and but they're interacting with the fans and then you know the wives are kind of standing off to the side and so gil had a bunch of girls who were hanging out wanting to dance with him and stuff and so he danced with these girls and they became gil's dance crew and so he kept giving shout outs to the dance crew and he kept standing up and he's and like i said he's adorable he's he's very adorable and and uh he was telling some stories of some of the you know, acting parts he's had. I might have to go back and look at some of those. <laughs> Cause one of my guests, he played somebody who was in the like S and M and different things. All kinds and, of funny things. And shirtless, of course I'm like, okay, yeah. I might have to just yeah, make I didn't sure I check that, that episode. So yes. 
and the as we move forward, we get the other side of the story from the Pirates of the Caribbean Faustino up in the front part of the boat <laughs> from Faustino yes. himself. And Faustino thought that it was more action up at the front, but he said it was just water. <laughs> and so he said that really wasn't that much fun. You so. know, he does not enjoy being wet, apparently. Yeah. And that was what Lee and David had actually both said, but he does not enjoy being wet. Now, I understand that. I'm not a fan of being wet either. So he he did not like that, but he uh, still liked it. He had fun. So Beverly said she loves the stories of what Once Upon a Time means to the fans. Yes. And she says the show can help people, and she loves that. And, yeah. again, that was a thread. You know, you hear from Rebecca, you hear from her. And also Michael Coleman said yeah. that that he loves to interact face-to-face with fans, and this show is different than, like, a play. Right. Because the show is kind of continuing. You get on Twitter, and then you meet at a convention. There's no conventions for community theater. It's it's great stuff. Right. But it's not like a right. television show. So right. the... He, and then we had a great Gil saying part of your world. Okay, which we knew Gil saying yes. because he had told us specifically mm-hmm. when we met him on Friday night at the cocktail party. He mentioned that he was, you know, really getting into singing and he really loved doing that a lot. And so we were kind of like surprised because we've heard rumors that, you know, most of the cast can sing pretty well. And we know that Beverly can sing really well. We've heard Beverly sing. Um, well, at least we have. I don't know about the rest of you, but we have. And so we knew she could sing. We know that she does a lot of, you know, her stage shows up yes. in Vancouver. You know, and uh, in local theater there, and she's very talented, and she's in a group with some other ladies, and they sing, and they're really good. But we didn't know that Gil could sing. I mean, when somebody tells you, oh, yeah, no, I love to sing, you kind of go, oh, okay, all right, maybe they're good, maybe they're not as good as they think they are. Gil was actually really, really good. Yeah. Like, shockingly good. And he did, he got up and he sang. He stood up and sang part of your world from little mermaid which was appropriate but he changed it all to um look at her stuff isn't it neat wouldn't you think right, her right. Com- her mm-hmm. collection's complete mm-hmm. wouldn't you think she's a girl, a girl you know i mean so he changed the words to make it that he was singing about ariel instead of about it being right, ariel right but it was really i mean he sang the whole entire song and he like had a few powerhouse notes and i was like right on he's mm. he's really good i'm good looking guy he yeah, can sing yeah. And if he can dance, which it seems like he can, he's kind of a total package Triple there. Triple threat, yeah. And he's married, ladies. Sorry. Yeah. And Beverly. Yes. She graced us with a song called I'm Mad at Myself, which was a it little was so glimpse catchy. into the, the difficulties of being, I would say, a, a female, but also it could be a male as well. well. Sure. Calling the wrong person when you're in the wrong state of mind right. and all this kind of Losing thing. Losing her keys and yeah. all kinds of stuff. And it was yeah. quite hilarious. And then she said, go out and you know YouTube it. I did the other day. Freaking hilarious. She yeah. said there's a, a very talented artist did a stick figure drawing of this song. And it was quite entertaining. So... Mm-hmm. If you if you go out there to YouTube, you can search for Beverly Elliott, Mad at Myself. Flippin' hilarious. You got to go check it out. And it's a great song. It's a catchy, catchy song. Faustino. And then Faustino told a little, little story uh, about Lee <laughs> behind the scenes. And Lee created this character called the world's worst acting coach. <laughs> and supposedly, this acting coach 
thinks nobody's is nobody's as good as Josh Dallas. Right. And so he just well, critiques everybody. Well, I thought he actually was critiquing Josh, telling Josh how to be a better actor oh, okay. is what I thought all it right, was. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Constantly harassing Josh, telling him, <laughs> giving him pointers on how to be a okay. better actor. All right. And that was hilarious. And I and then Beverly said he's kinda got this, you know, very New York Jewish yeah. typical accent that he does. It was just a whole you know, Lee's good with accents. So one more one more funny stuff. I, I mean, I could keep going, but oh, totally. Michael Coleman told this <laughs> behind the scenes. They had been up all night long, and it was like oh, two yeah. in the morning, and they were just so just punchy, punchy, and all this. And so they were filming the castle storming scene, mm-hmm. and where uh, the anyway the dwarves are storming the castle, and everybody was tired, <laughs> and Jenny Goodwin said. We need some air supply instead of <laughs> air support. Air support. The line was supposed to be air support, and she was calling for the fairies to come in right. and you know help them storm the castle. And so once and so she goes, we need some air supply. And so once she said that, then they they all sang all out of love. Yeah, we're all out of love. Can't live without you. That yeah. kind of thing. And so the whole place just busted up. But yeah. it was just so yeah, such a great. It was such a. We had so much fun at the panels. The, the Q and A's with the the actors were just beyond awesome. So the let's go to the the final thoughts here. And Faustino is he's a deep guy. And what I mm-hmm. really love about mm-hmm. Faustino is where we're rushing by so fast in life through through life. He really kind of stops down and is thankful for really special moments. Like there's two that he mentioned. And the one is when it began to snow during the scene they filmed up in the mountains mm-hmm. with uh, snow in the glass coffin, specifically in the pilot. And it was almost like nature was kind of helping the scene. And it mm-hmm. wasn't a special effect. It was it was nature. It was real, yeah. And also the story of the deer that walked into the shot when they were filming uh, Team Seven's scene there. Yeah. And he said, it's those, those type of moments I'm really thankful for. And... Yeah. And then, uh, then let's see, I'm going to move forward here. Um, oh, Michael Coleman said, uh, don't be afraid to go after something that you love. Yeah. And Beverly said, you're going to make mistakes in life. Forgive yourself and keep going forward. Yep. And Gil said, in life every day, try to do something nice for someone else. Live outside yourself. And Faustino, again, the deep thought guy, he said, in life, you are enough. And then a little kind of extra little line to it. uh, Michael Coleman's little daughter, Bella, went up on the stage (laughs) and he lifted her up to the mic and he said, what what do we always tell you or something like that? What do we always say? And she said, you get what you get and don't get upset. Yep. And that was a great ending Out to of the that panel. Of babes. Yeah. yeah. So I want to give a big shout out to Chelsea, mm-hmm. who was uh, in charge of the press area. She got us a number of press uh, interviews for the press room folks. Right. And so I recorded Faustino and Michael's and Sean's mm-hmm. and Rebecca's. But there was one a day before we were in a panel or we, something. No, we were with Lana. We were with Lana, yeah. and that was with Lee and, and others. And so I really do want to thank Chelsea for that because you guys 
have already heard it. And if you haven't, then be sure to go to the show notes and there's links to that. Please take a listen to that. It's great stuff. Mm -hmm. Really, Mm -hmm. really great stuff. And so we talked about the diversity. And then I just want to kind of give final thoughts uh, about uh, Regal Con. And uh, I just want to let Roxy, Liz, Chelsea, and the rest of the Regal Con team, volunteers, etc. I think you did a great job. Yeah. First year, first time, Regal Con. Yeah. Pulled it off. Yeah. You pulled it off. When we were sitting having dinner with Roxy and Liz, they said one of the cons that actually asked Lana to be there just didn't go. It didn't, yeah, it didn't one of the One of the conventions. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah. But, uh, and uh, there were bumps along the way. That, like sure. we, we talked about the participant shifting. Uh, there were some scheduled times that w- needed to be changed and pushed forward. Even the uh, dinner yeah. had to be changed. Shifted, yeah. Shifted, shifted around. And, um, you know, we noticed there was a communication of rules changing. Really, there was some difficulty there. We understood one thing and we heard something else from somebody right. else. So that, anyway. But but honest to God, I mean, even at first, the whole Lana picture thing and getting all the pictures mm-hmm. and the photo ops and stuff, the very first moment that that kind of happened there was a little bit of chaos yeah and people didn't know where they were supposed to go and mm-hmm. it was like are we supposed to do this where we supposed but honest to god within a matter of 10 15 minutes of the whole thing started they had a well-oiled machine they figured out what needed to happen they got themselves very organized very quickly they had you know people doing what they needed to be doing and they handled it it was it was resolved very quickly so it was a really is overall just a really really great experience yeah really great experience and as we have gone through this review again i want to bring up the term by the fans for the fans and you can see that that was really an important part very much so and it wasn't just a catchphrase cuz i mean yep. it was you can see that throughout yeah. that's the way it was yeah because the moments that we had with ian with lana yeah. with lee i mean we could just keep going and going or really incredible moments that you could not have at something like a comic con it was just so huge you, you couldn't really yeah, have no, that. No, there's no way. There's no way that would have ever happened. Like a big con like that. Mm-mm. So my one of my final thoughts is uh, I just want you guys to know that I know that there was so much hard work, planning, late mm-hmm. nights mm-hmm. that you had to put into this. But I want you to know that the memories and the moments right. that you have allowed people that have gone there to experience is going to be something that sticks with them forever oh yeah and you allowed that and you really built that into regal con Mm -hmm. and you know i wrote here thanks doesn't even begin to say enough right but you know i want to say thank you for us and for the rest of the folks even with the bumps i still believe that there were memories that they'll take with them forever us us as well absolutely Like I said, worth every penny. Worth every penny. So hopefully there's going to be a Regal Con uh, 2016. um, And that's if so, where's the line start? Where where do we go? Where do we go for that? (laughs) Sign us up. So it was just uh, a really cool, wonderful time. Mm -hmm. And I think that's all. Yeah. I think we covered the whole thing. Yep. (laughs) 
So thanks, guys, so much for listening to our Regal Con review, and we really appreciate you. And we will be going back to our regularly scheduled catching up of our main shows. Yes. So we still have a main show of um, Mother and main show of Operation Cobra Parts 1 and 2. Yes, we do. No, Operation Mongoose, babe. Yep, that one. <laughs> that one. Oh, it's been a it's been a long week, but thanks been. for uh thanks for coming along with us. Yeah. And we want to send big love out to everybody and let everybody know that uh you are important to us. And if you're not following us on Twitter, please do that. It's at O U A T podcast. It's very important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We really want to build those numbers up. And until next time, it's Jeff and Colleen saying bye bye. See you later. And Ian was as cool, even cooler than I thought. (laughs) All right. We'll see you guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. This is a Roni's Own Media production. Our website is onceuponatimepodcast.com. You can contact us by going to onceuponatimepodcast.com slash contact you can also connect with us on social media by going to once upon a time podcast.com slash connect if you enjoy what we do and would like to support us we invite you to go to once upon a time podcast.com slash support there's a number of ways that you can help us out and we truly thank you for it the once upon a time fan podcast where you experience more of the magic of ABC TV's Once Upon a Time.